<clears throat> yeah, but if I tell you who's coming on in what state, maybe he's not even the, in those two states. Maybe he's in a different state. He's in America. That really he's, narrows it down. He's on the, the globe, not the flat earth, but he's on the globe earth. Yeah. Uh, well, that helps. I'm glad I associate with people that at least are on the globe. Yeah. No, no alien. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, oh, this, is, this is so interesting. Now I just wonder who it is. But anyway, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the topic that uh, I was going to discuss with him was, was going to be kind of like similar to what we were talking about with Matt. Um, but, uh, man, I don't really have anything that like on the agenda. Per okay. Se. I narrowed it. If we're talking supplements, I might've just narrowed it down. Probably. So yeah, yeah. you probably know, but, um, you can message him and see if, if it's right. Be like, Hey, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm literally going to go double check and see if there's, if you're following this person and if it's who I think it is, I've done podcasts <laughs> with him before. He's, he's a cool dude. I could okay. be completely off too. Yeah. No, you're, you're probably, you probably already know. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, recently I uploaded a video and my opinion about the, um, the sexual exploitation of photographs or videos of the women in the IFBB. And, um, Again, small channel, so it doesn't really matter too much, but I thought that was a very interesting topic um, because within the small group that I'm in with these other fitness uh, supplement owners, like supplement company owners, you know, it's funny. They're, they're, they're saying like Jim Mannion is the bad person, and I'm like 99% sure they don't know the Mannion. You know what I mean? So it's like, how can you blame the Mannions for this? I'm very... I have very little information on this topic. I think I've seen a few weeks back uh, one of the podcasts done on like one of the coaches, uh, yeah. like asking for crazy shit as they're checking stuff. And but that's all I've heard. Yeah, I mean, there, there's that. There's those creeps out there for sure. The creeps, the coaches and the judges. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know like Andrew Barry wants to like kind of get um, get rid of those people, but um, but this one's regarding like the Washington Post story a it's from the washington post right and b they are claiming to have an investigation like when does the washington post have, have an investigation but it's regarding stuff that happened contracts that were signed back in 2015 with girls fitness competitors who were ifbb uh, i believe it was the ifbb ifbb pro league but this was a separate contract from the ifbb this is a contract with jim Mannion with the photography um, and this is two thousand. This is like two thousand fifteen. So this is like years later. Now it pops up, right? And these aren't like top contenders in the in the um in the O, right? So it's like obviously these women are hurting somewhere from finance, financial, you know, discrepancies or financial poor financial decisions, and now they're attacking the mainland. But it's just kind of weird, um, because that snowballed into like the whole idea of like self accountability. Like these girls and these guys, probably, you know, I mean, there's like gay for pay out there. I mean, you're signing contracts, right? There's a self accountability. You like, you're an adult, 
you obviously know that you're in a sport, especially the bikini, where your main pose is literally turning your butt for the, the audience and showing off everything. Like, that's your main pose. Like, let's just, it is what it is. You're very little clothing, and you know what you're up there for. And you know what these photos, like, you don't go to a photo shoot and be like, hey, like, you know, take your top off. And we're never going to, like, show anything uh, to this website or this publication. But, you know, that contract, there's probably an asterisk in there, which I'm sure they didn't read or have a lawyer go over it because they had to pay a lawyer, which I doubt that they had the money to pay a lawyer at the time. But, like, you know, it could be used elsewhere in other publications. It's like, I, I just think that it's kind of weird that these people who are own companies, they are boycotting IFUB or Jim Mannion or the Olympia event. Um, they're they're boycotting going to it or supporting it because uh, they're blaming Jim Mania about this. Whenever the accountability comes down to really both of them, um, and no one knows the real story because it's coming from the Washington Post. So <clears throat> I just think that's kind of weird that it's the whole self accountability thing going back around, and not only with this, but it's like it's just like the same people that are like like they don't have self accountability for their diet, you know. I mean, I, I don't understand these because, like, I thought these supplement owners, uh, I thought they were conservative, which would make you think, like, hey, if I don't have 100% knowledge or at least 90% knowledge from both sides, like, I wouldn't make my opinion and boycott something. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's, yeah, that's a thing. Okay. So I haven't heard much, but like, it wasn't, yeah. was it just like normal photo, photo shoot stuff, but uh, like other, potential places or was it like scandalous ish yeah, well i mean place? it's photo shoot obviously jim Manion has hookups with other photographers and they they uploaded their photos on some sort of like pornography side or something which i'm assuming some guys have like fetishes you know what i mean for like like muscle-bound women or something but it's like like you're, you're taking the photos like you could easily stop and be like hey i have some morals that i don't want to actually do this photo shoot but they're claiming that's the only way that they could win the show which no one like aaron stern never took those photos and she won so they're trying to like i'm assuming someone's really really salty and they're just like they're they they don't want to accept that you know someone with better genetics beat them at the elite stage which really that's what it comes down to on the elite stage is like genetics and hard work together right so it's like like i can have all the hard work i can but my muscles are not going to be round and bubbly compared to somebody else i'm still going to have a long thick torso no matter what i do so it's like you know my 100 is going and someone else's 50 it's going to look better than me like you know it is what it is but it, it's kind of weird that it's coming out now you know what i mean it's, it's just kind of weird it's yeah. not, it, i don't know it's the self-accountability thing which i i don't like yeah and a lot it's it's hardly ever and borderline never the people who win the shows that are preaching politics or whatever it's always someone that feels like they didn't get what they deserved even though half the judges don't care what you're affiliated with like they're looking at what you presented and if you don't present as good as somebody else that's how the that's how it's gonna fall but yeah yeah it's never the winners 
but um yeah i i'm uh kind of like done with that mentality <laughs> but um anyways i just uh yeah i just it got under my skin the the people that were just boycotting i just i really don't understand and they think that they they think that they understand and i respect these people but it's like a fine line to where like i'm not going to always agree with you especially on on this whenever it's like i don't know the minions i don't know the girls i don't know the pictures like i mean first of all if i if i have an opinion and i don't know the two parties i would have to have seen the photos to really know what's going on and that's not in my search browser <laughs> you know i'm sorry yeah. but uh maybe these people maybe that's what they uh they boycotting because that's the stuff that they like uh but ah, but um yeah i don't know um anyway yeah i feel like i have very little to no inside of this thing i should have at least seen the post or whatever i mean it popped up on my um uh, on uh Instagram is when people's stories they're resharing someone's story. Um and it's I'll share my screen. I mean it's oh that's creepy. Um <laughs> I don't like that photo. Um it was the uh that pit butter guy. Pit butters. This guy. Um yeah, respect what he does. Um, but uh, he's uh, he's kind of yeah, this little post. He's kind of uh, wrong because I really doubt he has a relationship with the Manion. <laughs> but uh, every competitor that I know who's an IFBB pro, they um, they've never, you know, they never got involved in anything like this, and. The people who have done crazy pictures back in the day, you know, like uh, like what Lee Priest and them talk about, like they've uh, they've owned up to it. And they're like, yeah, dude, some people done gay for pay. It's the way that you get by in the sport. But but he's just like, I don't know. Anyway, just yeah. uh, just avoiding the whole it's... self accountability thing, dude. These people freaking find it, man. It's their it's their own opinion. It's their own uh, you know decision to do that and sometimes yeah. decision sucks it sounds like somebody regretted their decision now they're trying to make it not that i'm be like yeah that's not how this works like someone sleeping with someone they didn't want to sleep with and now it's not consensual it's like yeah just because you regret it doesn't mean you didn't agree to that at the time like i don't know I don't yeah, like I'm assuming like, like that. Dude, what I'm assuming is what the what we're not getting. I think that uh, one of those ladies' kids probably ran across that. You know? <laughs> That's probably what happened, and then oh, it good. just you know, it is what it is, and uh, now she's probably trying to get some money back. You know, um, right? Dude, that guy looks so crazy. <laughs> um, this good veto guy is. Nothing. He's ridiculous. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, the the mentality to like to be a bodybuilder nowadays, uh, just because like the kids that come into uh, supplement shops and are like, "Hey, like I want to 
grow muscle. I want to look for the magic pill and stuff like that. It's like, but like I talk to them. I don't know if this happens to you, but like I talk to these kids, especially in the gym and stuff, and they don't know who these people are, you know, but they want to grow muscle and they want to be like a bodybuilder, but it's like they know um, these fitness influencers on Instagram. Like, I'm a, you know, everyone knows these, obviously, but other than that, man, uh, I don't know what happened to that David Laid kid or Matt August, but like they don't even know those guys. And I, I don't follow enough of the the new crowd to even have a an idea of who they yeah. are looking up to. Who who did you look up to when you decided to get into bodybuilding? Uh very early on YouTube, it was uh Chris Jones, uh really early on Chris Jones, and then uh, the MTS Nutrition, uh, Mark Lobliner. He put up oh, a yeah. bunch of good stuff early. <laughs> He's so I followed, <laughs> I followed them pretty closely. Yeah. Have you met Mark? Uh, no, I think I missed him at the vitamin shop one day. Yeah, he, he swung, was, yeah he swung by him and, uh, I think Sean Torbody came with them and the other dude with the tattoos, the bald guy. I don't know his name. Um, yeah. yeah, he's he's uh he's surprisingly short. Met him at a few uh events and stuff, uh, but yeah, he's uh he's a little ball of muscle man. He's a fireball. Yeah. And a lot of good information. Like yeah. I, I followed him quite a bit. Uh I don't know, I Chris Jones really early, but Dude, I don't know. After I got a little farther into it, and he is like natty, just I'm like, I started getting a little more like, eh, I don't know. If he yeah. is freaking freak genetics, I mean, he's a he's a small guy too. Um, it's very deceiving, you know. Like when you see them, like when you go to these expos and you stand next to these guys, you're like, like, oh man, like, like you, they look big. They know how to out angle themselves and the camera and stuff. Like, you know, when we met Justin Compton and he's like retired, I'm like, dude, your arms, I don't know how his arm, dude, from the jeans that he was wearing to his shirt, it looked like his arms were the size of his legs. I was like, you are a giant human being still. And he doesn't even work out that much. And, um, and, and I even texting him, um, he's still quite busy and he still travels a lot. So it's like, it's very funny, uh, how he keeps his body size, um, but uh, yeah, you, yeah, all those people, man, when they came out with the accusations of like being natty or not, that 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 changed your mind about some of them. And then did you start looking at like people who are like outright just be like, listen, I'm not natty because I don't even know who started that. Besides Rich Piano, I guess. Uh, yeah. Rich Piano was, yeah, those those two really started the conversation about it, and then a lot of people started coming out, and then like people that you were pretty. You like we already knew, but they wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It got a little harder and harder when I'm like his proportion. If even if he's like whatever two hundred pounds or whatever he weighs, his proportions are ridiculous. And like his back, like when you look at the development, it's like I don't want to say Kai Green esque, but like if he's natural and he has that strong of back, like that's some great genetics Chris Jones 
Yeah, but I followed him when he was like poor, poor, like using freaking five star protein. Yeah, yeah I was about to say body force protein and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, that was like the beginning of YouTube. Um, pretty crazy. My brother has a funny story because like that during that time is when I was losing all my weight and I was just anything I could learn, anything I could learn, like constantly for and that's how I've been the last what 12 years now. Like all I yeah. do is look, learn and read. But he woke up in the middle of the night, it was like three in the morning, and I'm in the living room on the iPad and he walks out, I'm like a six fifteen, sixteen year old. In the middle of the night on the i or on the laptop, he yeah. so like you you know what obviously crosses his mind, and it's just me <laughs> learning about macros and like what meals to eat at night because yeah, I was starving yeah. to death. Dude, for like right. six months, I ate nothing but chicken, chicken and raw vegetables. That was Is that in really good? No, it's just uh, my brother used to date and was actually engaged to one of the highest she's a region she's regional manager for uh, uh some genics or one of those i think it's some genics uh one of the big players but she was uh she had a good position when they were engaged but now she like runs massive portions of the country for it but yeah. they had like a uh 10 day or 14 day like weight loss detoxing is like chicken breast all the chicken breasts you can eat and all the uh, vegetables you can eat so mike told me it one day and then we both did it and then i'm like oh i lost some weight i'm just gonna keep doing this yeah and then broke my hands and had no testosterone to speak of and if i had any muscle up to that point i lost it all (laughs) yeah it was not good yeah um yeah man i don't um trying to think like the the people i followed man were like uh greg flit back in the day like so like i remember um looking at the magazines like with dennis wolf and dennis james and jay cutler and i was like like man these these like I was very intrigued by them, which I'm assuming most people are. Like, my kids are pretty intrigued by, like, watching the bodybuilding. Like, I was telling you, like, they like watching, like, the Mr. Olympia or the Arnold. And they're intrigued by it. But, like, I thought it was uh, very disgusting. I was like, this is, like, huge, but, like, kind of, like, like gnarly, right? And so, uh, like, even, like, my first pre-workout was um, Ultimate Orange. So, it's, like, back in the day, right? But um, I thought I thought Ronnie was like super super cool, and um, but uh, I was like, yeah, man, Greg Flitman, he's like more, I wouldn't say attainable, but to me, he's like, because uh, playing in sports and stuff, you're like, you, that's the, that's what looks more athletic. Plus, he used to do those crazy rank. I mean, he's an army ranger, I think, wasn't he, or something like that. He used to like do crazy acrobatic stuff, like with. So I didn't follow him. Uh, okay. as much but yeah. yeah the first pre-workout i ever took was the original jack 3d <laughs> that, yeah. that little tiny scoop freaking light up your entire day yeah and the uh mr was it the bpi m1 one mr yeah one mr 
Yeah, yeah I mean, they're like the same thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, I'm trying to think of like who was like the first like bodybuilder bodybuilder that I think like actually intrigued me to be to, like go that route to build muscle. Mine was, I don't even think it was mine, like I'm, mine was for sure Kai Green with hands down, not even close. It was kind of green for me. Like back when he was like smaller, or was it? Well, more it was. I mean, I think he was already second at the Olympia yeah. the first time. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty new. Two thousand like thirteen, fourteen, probably. Right. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. See, I I forget. I'm like. 34 sometime. Um, I did my first show <laughs> in 2014. So okay. before that. Okay, that's like whenever I ended. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so like I remember uh, we went, my gym membership was at a gold gym membership, but then I also went to this little place called Drew's Gym. And there was this, I don't know who he was, but for sure he was a competitor looking back. <clears throat> and that guy, uh, he was like, let me train with him. And he he looked like Jay Cullen, which I wish I freaking remembered this guy and got his name. But um, I just remember he was like freaking huge. And then he started um, getting ready for a show because before he's just kind of like fat, kind of like D-ball look. But then he got ready for a show and started getting like super lean. And then uh, I was on like more the route of like just getting more lean uh, from like you know, body dysmorphia and things like that. And so more endurance. But um, but I was like, man, what does it take for you to like to get the way that you do? And he was like the first guy that told me, and this is what I was like, I think I was fifth, no, I was 16. And he was like, Oh yeah, I take this, I take this, I take this. So he's like, tell me like all the steroids you take. And he's like, so he's like, Yeah, man, so it's gonna like it costs this much money to like uh to to buy steroids and then he wasn't taking growth hormone and he was like, he cost this amount of money to do nutrition and like all my food. And he had his coach with him all the time. And this is like, you know, <clears throat> back before, I'm pretty sure that's like before, I think that's like with razor foot phone. Like no one recorded anything, but then I, I like, I don't know, like I started training with them. And then all of a sudden we had power lifters move into that gym. And then that's whenever I started looking to more like Dave Tate and stuff. And then I got more into powerlifting. So yeah, still like bodybuilding. And I like, I don't even remember that. I think it's like Ronnie. Ronnie was the first bodybuilder I met. And I think I met like Lee Haney, whenever he's like older, you know what I mean? So yeah. was Ronnie still big when you met him or was he already retired and fallen? Down? He was retired. He just started Ronnie Coleman's signature series. One of my friends was the COO, maybe, or chief marketer for BSN. And I think his name was Ryan or something. I can't remember. <laughs> and he took him and, and took Ronnie, and they started their company. And so he became CFO. And uh, this was all during a Orlando Expo, like a Orlando Fitness Expo. And I was living in Gainesville at the time and helping with a company, physique or yeah, physique nutrition. 
and we parked our kiosk right in front of GNC and we sold curl hormones back in the day and um, made a killing. And we sold Tharms before Tharms was a thing, right? So there's a company that some some guy and he would only sell the brick and mortar. And he was like, tell us about something. So got our hand on Austrian before it was a thing. And then we started like supplying that to some other um, competitors. And so, uh, um, but yeah, we, we met a lot of people at those expos before like it started getting smaller, right? So like, I think it was like 2011, 2012. Um, that's probably like whenever it started. That's like whenever CrossFit like hit its stride. So like you had Dynasty CrossFit and, and um, in Gainesville and then I started doing CrossFit instead of bodybuilding and CrossFit's like powerlifting and then I got into powerlifting but um, anyways the whole like purpose <laughs> of me asking that was because like your um, I want to go back to like Mark Lobiner and I after meeting him like multiple times I always wonder like does it seem like he has 36 hours in a day like, Dude, he's, like he gets so much stuff done. Yeah. It's like, how do you how do you how do you prioritize that? Like I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand the mindset. He, he coaches uh, all of his kids. Do he does like runs multiple businesses, like does a bunch of stuff. It's impressive. Yeah, and he's getting ready for bodybuilding shows and then powerlifting. Which powerlifting, I'm not sure why he's doing it. I just like I understand a, a master's. Um, I just don't. Uh, I I don't know. I feel like if I'm going to do powerlifting, I'm not going to do masters. I'm yeah. pretty sure he retired from bodybuilding officially, like last year. He did that pro, or he got his pro card, and then he was going to compete as a pro, and then ran into some complications. And I think he said he's done officially because he retired before, but then made a run at his IFBB pro card, which he did get. Uh, yeah, and then he boxed for a while. I remember that. Yeah. Which is like, and he doesn't have, this is what's interesting about the guy. Um, I find it very amazing because I'm pretty sure he said this himself, but he is genetically, he's not built for any of this. <laughs> like, he's not built for boxing. He's not built for bodybuilding. He's not built for powerlifting. Like, and I, really don't know where he stands as far as athleticism. I know he can teach it. I know he can do some stuff. He does some really good high jump. But as far as like he's like an all around like balanced person. Right. And so what's funny though is that he took on self-accountability. So this is why I'm bringing it. Um his whole self-accountability of his relationship with his wife, I think is very interesting. Because I think they went through a time of separation or like slight divorce or something, um, where they had some marriage problems. They had mar marital um, counseling, things like that, and yeah. they they moved around a few times. His brother's close with him. You know, I know he stopped bodybuilding one time because he was getting like a bad relationship with his family and his wife. I think in particular, and it's it's funny that that he he comes out with all this he's very transparent now back then i don't think he was like when he owned privation or part owner of privation i think he's very private and you he kind of did like what everybody else did he showed everybody what he thinks that he should show them or what he he feels like it's going to bring in more 
more followers. Um, and and I, I think he's a he's a very yeah he's just a very well balanced person. And I don't know how he does it. And and he and he accepts it. And he's like takes ownership of being mediocre. Like he's above mediocre at everything, but he tries like a hundred and ten percent. And it, it just amazes me. Like I, I don't know, I don't know how he got that mindset, but he's for sure has to me. I think hands down he has a stronger mindset than freaking Jocko. Like I just think he does. I mean, he owns what eight businesses, nine businesses, or something like that. He owns a couple, like majority, and then like he yeah. helped John or Chris Jones open his. He's partners with uh, Mike Rashid in uh, like the Planta and all those guys. Yeah, like Carbon Culture, the gym. He's a football coach, or he's a football coach or something, right? He's like soccer a coach. For his, yeah, I think he does. Yeah, he's, stuff he's for a his strength coach now. now, and he's a different certification. He gets certifications just for the heck of it. Um. Yeah, like I, I don't know anyone else that like literally runs on like he literally runs on like his protein. Have you seen his diet? Oh, MTS sludge for all day. Dude, he's <laughs> the one that taught me sludge. I ate, <laughs> I've ate a bunch of sludge. Like I kid you not, I think the last video I saw, he was like he starts the day off with like maybe a I think he used to do toast and egg. And like a avocado toast, but I think he starts it off with sludge now. And, and outright, outright bar. bar. Yeah. And then he goes on to outright bar. And then he has a solid meal of like maybe steak or something. And then it's like outright bar, sludge or something, another solid meal. And then it's like outright bar and sludge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he tends he tends <laughs> to have like sludge and then parts or, or like a full outright bar that he puts in it. Basically, yeah, he crumbles it. Yeah, and the frozen banana. And I'm like, and I was kind of going through it because I don't think he ever actually lists his macros, but those outright bars, I mean, I'm not a big peanut butter fan, but I think it's funny that um, they, they are high in fat, right? So I'm like, homeboy's doing this like pretty high in fat and he's high in carbs. He's got a, a lot of protein, technically. Like, I don't, I'm like, he's got to be up there in protein. He does two scoops per sludge. Right, uh, it's it's varied. He, like I've seen him do both. And again, he's not that tall of a guy. I mean, I'm you know, I'm six foot. You're six two. Six. But I think I'm like six, six two, six three. I haven't measured yeah. in so long. Yeah, he's like he's like five eight or something. He's like I don't even know what he weighs now. Like two twenty. I don't know. He's still big. Like, yeah, he weighs more than me. He weighs more than me, man. And he's like three hundred grams of. He's got to eat like 250 grams of protein, 300 grams of protein. But I'm like, like, it, it, it's funny that uh, I, I try to, I try to like find out like where, when does he sleep? Like how well does he sleep? Um, like how does he get it? Like how does he manage his stress? I know he's on HRT. I know he's on a little bit of Anavar. I think he's on like 175 tests or something. Um, he's a very interesting person, but so, so busy. Um, I think I messaged him a few times to try to talk to him. <laughs> like I feel I'm like, I don't really want to get in your way. Like you're you're kind of busy. But um but yeah, he's I just I don't know his daily schedule. Does he like actually keep a daily schedule? Or like does he have a timer set? Because I know like I had to have timers. Does he remember to eat? Does someone tell him to eat? 
So I haven't watched uh, like his. He went through a period where he didn't record nearly as much content. Like his channel shrunk up a lot. But yeah, I, I've. Oh no, I haven't watched his stuff as much recently. But like when he posts stuff, like on LinkedIn, he posts like more info. I go to more like more when he talks like business or that stuff now than like his fitness related stuff personally. Because I'm more, yeah. dude. I think however he makes it happen, and he talks about the importance of sleep. Like, mm-hmm. so I I don't think he's getting less than like seven, if I had to guess. But yeah, he's very efficient once he is awake. Yeah, um, yeah, his um, his uh, finance talk I think is amazing. If anybody can learn something about finances, I think it's this guy. I mean. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's never had a company file for um, Chapter Seven or Eleven bankruptcy. Um, no, and he's I've, grown and sold multiple, like, yeah, pretty large companies. So I mean, yeah, and again, I know he's like trying to do the whole um, master's powerlifting thing. And again, man, he's not. You know, he he's got to know he's not the best. But I mean, like, what? That's three. I don't know what that is. Three, three seventy-five. So I mean, but that's gonna be for reps. I'm sure. You know, he. I mean, I can't see his angle, but like, depending on what federation you're going for, I mean, you got a a marble's got to roll from your knees down to your, down your hip, right? So from there, it it looks like he's not hitting depth. So I think it's just (laughs) angle. Yeah, if you're doing UFPA. Um, they're gonna they're, they're gonna give you red red lights on that. If you're doing IPF, they'll, they'll give you green. <laughs> but um, I think it was, yeah. I think it was just the angle because I've seen him his squats are generally pretty deep. Okay, yeah, I mean he gets pretty lean, he's, gets pretty peeled. He's got a thick midsection. His legs are not as full and voluminous. Um, they're kind of more narrow and they're dense. They are dense. Um, his legs are kind of like mine. They're not they're not big like for compared to the rest of his body unfortunately his but, back is by far his dude, best body part yeah his back out does everything like his he is one wide little dude but yeah his legs again they're just dense but um yeah not, i don't really like that form but um mark i can help you out <laughs> but uh he's pulling with his back but his back's big because he does stuff like that man he's freaking pulling it from his back and not pushing the ground away. So, um, I mean, he can be a threat in powerlifting for Masters, but um, I like how he's attacking every sport, man. I like it. I like how he's going down all the way on this pack spot. Ooh, which just reminds me. So, um, as I was working out legs, I, well, I was waiting for a hack spot, and you see how Mark doesn't have a lot of plates, everybody. That's because he's not an ego lifter. <laughs> so I was working out with this kid. Come to find out he's 18 years old, but he he had four plates on. Or no, he had three plates on. And, and I was like, hey, how many more do you have? He's like, oh, I'm still working up to a, my top set. I was like, oh, I was like, well, what are you going up to? He's like, oh, five. And I was watching him do three plates, and, and homeboy was not. He was barely going down past the second pin holder, right? So I was like, um, I was like, okay, um, can I give you a few pointers? 
and he's like oh he's like no nah, i just like lifting heavy i was like okay well i'll just work in i'm like i'll just do um let me warm warm up on two plates so i just warmed up again i'm going all the way down all the way up all the way down and then and then he, i'm hoping that he watched and um but um he again i come off and then i put three plates on i go all the way down and i'm doing I ended up doing like six sets of 15 uh, with three plates because finally toward the end, the 18 year old, I, I, I pulled him aside. I'm like, listen, man, I'm like, why, why are you doing this? And um, I, I like that Duffalo bar too. That's good. Um, the, anyways, that, see, and, and bench press is, is a, you know, your back plays a huge role. And that's why Mark's really good at bench press, too. Because his arms aren't the biggest, right? His arms aren't the biggest at all. But his back and freaking chest is, like, huge. But um, anyway, so this kid, I was like, I was like, why are you doing this? He's like, oh, I love to lift heavy. And I'm like, well, do you want to lift heavy for a long time? Or do you want to lift heavy for a short period of time with very, very bad form? And I'm like, you need to go all the way down on this hack spot, like what I'm doing. And he's like, well, I got bad knees. And I'm like, that's the reason why you have bad knees. <laughs> it's because you're lifting a lot of weight. And that's adding more shearing pressure. And so he literally, it was like his, he would go up on his toes. And I could just like feel the, that pressure on his knees. And I'm like, listen, dude. I'm like, let me, let me just fix your, your hat. And I finally got him to go down to like, I think I got him to go down to two plates because I'm like, there's, he needs to start at one, really. But he's, his ego would not go past it. And homeboy <laughs> couldn't do it, right? He kept riding up on his toes. And, um, and I was trying to tell him, like, listen, man, I'm like, there's no point to, like, lift this, like, ego lift. And, and you, if, you, if you actually love lifting heavy, you're, if you love lifting heavy, you want to love doing it for a very, very long time. And then, you know, giving him like John Meadows' website and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I think it's very, very weird whenever people try to ego lift. And I'm like, and, and I was like, it's like, if you love lifting heavy, man, why don't you do like a powerlifting competition? I'm like, like, I'll help you for free. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't like powerlifting. I'm like, oh, have you, have you been to a powerlifting meet and watched it? And he's like, no. He's like, I just don't like it. I'm like, but you like lifting heavy. He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's powerlifting. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I'm very, very, very confused <laughs> by these people in the gym. It's like, I, again, like, I don't know where they're getting their influence from. Um, and, and I think that's, I don't know. I, I don't know if, I don't know if a lot of people talk, talk about like who their influencers are in life and like why, you, you know, they started looking, which is very interesting that you started looking like like we, we know, you know, you have a, you have a backstory to why you started lifting. Right. And so like, and then you, you have a backstory of who you watch, but I think, I think um, those two are like in this, like in between stage of beginner and like expert, I think Mark Lobliner, I mean, anyone can challenge me on this. I'm like, even, I, I think he is probably the greatest example of like how to deal with turmoil, how to deal with hard times in life how to manage time, how to have, grow a business from nothing, how to, how to be a father and a and be on the internet at the same time and risk all that negativity on your family. Real quick, uh, yeah. the person, like when I started making the biggest strides in like my understanding and like the, per, the biggest impact 
that I've got from like an online person was 100% John Meadows. John Meadows. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure Mark. I'm pretty sure Mark Lillblind is the person that I heard about John Meadows from. But dude, I mean, obviously that hurt the whole industry when he died. But yeah, the, those two are very. I think Mark was more yeah. successful in business. Uh, but yeah, Meadows was oh. good at a lot of things. I wish Meadows would have put out more. The thing is that Mark puts out so much content, and I know Meadows he puts out a lot of content as far as like snippets. But like, from what Scott McNally said, or Andrew Barry said, like, um, I think John Meadows showed his his like bank account, and was like, you know, he, I, he I, think, doing he, I think he's very very smart, right? So I think I don't know how well he is as far as growing businesses and managing businesses. Investment wise, I'm pretty sure John Meadows is probably like for sole purpose of stock market investment because he is in the banking industry. And I would say, I would say, you know, if Meadows would have put out more content like Mark and, and, and I think he would have on the business side, if he was still alive, I think he would have gradually went that direction because everybody would be like, Hey, like, like we want to know, like, how are you doing this? Like, how did you become so successful? How is your family so like, so stress-free? Like you have worries, you have stresses in life, but like there's a difference between like, you know, financial stress so, and like every day. Yeah. I mean, I've heard like he was successful, but like he never really talked about like that type of stuff, which I obviously I wish you would have talked about that stuff. Yeah. But uh, I forget who it was, but someone was, I think, I, dude, I don't know the story and I think you have some relationship, so I don't want to say anything. But I think Boston Lloyd was coming at him at some point yes. uh, about yeah. something. And yeah, that, they that, compared... that was it. Yeah. Yeah, they're comparing yeah. bank statements. Yeah. 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 So I mean again, man, I would I, I wish he would have like I, I'm pretty sure he didn't want to like flaunt it in a way to be Which, like, hey, I'm he's very humble. You. So yeah, that, that is the big thing. Like he was so notorious for being so humble, even though like he's done a lot of cool things. Even though, yeah. like, did I feel like he was still in the like he had a lot of success in partnerships and in like when he was an employee and that stuff. So I don't think like he's had some failures in business when he tried to go on his own, like when he partnered with Blackstone or whatever company it was oh, and had those issues. And then like, or yeah, like and then when he like went. Yeah. Then when he first started Granite and he hired some people and he admittedly made some bad decisions and like it kind of held him back. So I felt like for the self-employed side of things, he was still learning. So I don't feel like he got to a point where he felt he was good enough to really speak on it because like he likes in any aspect of life, he goes to people that he deems smarter than him and tries to learn before he starts like talking about it. I think because he had some setbacks uh, in his personal business, as like he was nowhere near broke. Like he yeah. did a lot of things very well, but like in the self-employed genre, I think he was like still a little conservative on talking about that stuff. But no, like if you just do the math on his website alone and then the YouTube views, like, cause when I was talking to Maddie, which I talked to you about Maddie all the time. Uh, yeah. She's like, when you 
people what I do like coaching she, she's like what is it what do these people do that are making the most money and I'm like so I went through and kind of did the math and like tried to average out like how many subscribers are on his website uh how much people make for average views on YouTube yeah and like the rough math which is probably way off but rough math of what he makes or would have made by those estimates was great like that's not including his coaching like i don't know how many clients uh were paying for like just the programs and the subscription and that stuff yeah. alone was really good so like yeah because it'd be interesting to see where he reinvested money because you know like you pay yourself usually when you own a business you don't pay yourself anything right i mean for the first couple of years to get the business up and going because you're putting all that money that you would pay yourself you put it back into the business Obviously, you pay yourself for taxes purposes, but you put it straight back into the business. Um, and then you live from the business income. Um, I think that's I, different for like service space compared to like when he started Granite. Like Granite yeah. required a lot more capital. Like yeah, when he was so, coaching, yeah. it was probably just an LLC and coming kind of through yeah, the LLC so, straight to him. That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, how did he How did he start these small companies up? But then also, you know, I, I don't know what else he did on the side. Like, I don't. I don't know. He he seems like like he coaching, but like all this other like revenue streams. Like, I mean, he has to have a lot. I don't know. It, but it'd be very interesting to see like how he how he set up his in, investments and how he paid himself. I mean, what he expected in return. That's another thing. I think it's so. Like this, um, I was up on the screen. I found this little, um. Uh, YouTube channel? No, I, don't know if no, I know all about Ice Coffee Hours. So he's... Oh, uh, yeah. I, dude, so he's, I, he's cool. We talk a lot, but I'm such a big nerd. Uh, he's had Alex Ramosi on, that Alec, the guy I told you about. Yeah. The two highest viewed videos, I think, were Alex Ramosi on this channel. So this is a smaller channel. This is Ice Coffee Hour. He has one yeah. of the biggest financial channels uh, the, outside of this. This is like a separate the, the, one. The Graham, Graham guy, right? Graham Stephan, yeah. That's yeah. the main guy. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think it's very interesting how they they're like, hey, like, this is how much money our YouTube channel is making, this this little one. And they're very, very transparent about everything. They ask you, that from everybody. I think that's kind of yeah. cool. You talk about this real quick. I'm gonna use the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think it's like they they I think it's find it very interesting that like, you know, you would think that you would make a large amount of money per view on YouTube videos, right? However, there's you know hundreds of thousands of channels. And what's cool about these guys is that you get to learn like, hey, there's actually different types of um, like cents or dollars per view that you actually get per video. So like a $10 million or 10, 10 million view video may get like 30 cents per view, right? Yeah, but it really depends on the genre that you're uploading. So like there was a recent one, or not actually not recent, but recent to me, I started watching Matt Stonian and apparently the genre for competitive eating doesn't get paid as much. So it's funny that YouTube has an algorithm and a pay set per view based on genre. And so we're eating challenges and mukbangs watching people eat, all that stuff. People have, you know, millions of views. Same thing with child, like child um, 
child of uh, YouTube channels, millions and millions of views, but YouTube knows these children are like, repeat, 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 repeat. And so they're going to pay less per view. And so they, what, I, what I'm getting from Graham is that the genre and the information that you're putting out will say, hey, you're going to, like, you're expected to get, you know, 30 cents per view on this because it's worth more value to the community. And, um, and possibly those, those viewers that we're tracking that are actually watching you, maybe they're paid subscribers to YouTube. So now that might give you more cents per view. Or they might have more revenue, so they might be able to click on more ads, might be able to spend more, things like that. And, and now I'm starting to really get this whole ad revenue thing and click and like pay per, per view, pay per click view. Like I'm starting to get it now. And now I'm really, really getting the, the reason why data tracking is so important for finances and for people that are like me and you uploading videos they were trying to get content out they were trying to actually get legit content and content that actually helps people i don't want to put up content that's just like me freaking eating food um like there's no to me there's no point there's a there's an entertainment to it and entertainment brings value however if you can bring some sort of knowledge entertainment alongside with it or just knowledge to enhance your lifestyle to make you more money, which I think that's why the financial videos that are really, really popular, I think they get paid more per view because YouTube's like, oh, these people are going to learn. They're going to apply it to their life, hopefully. And then they're going to spend more money and they're probably going to click on ads that are relevant and they're going to spend money on the ads that we're sending out to you because Google owns YouTube and Google's going to blast you with ads. And it's starting to make more sense. And because like Matt Stoney was making, I think like 30 cents per view for his 10 million view video of like Michael Phelps or something, which or maybe he's making less than that. I don't, I don't remember. I think that's what he's expecting or something. But Graham was like, dude, that's like really, really low. And Matt, and Matt Stoney's like, yeah, it's because there's not that big of a push for our competitive eating. And now it's become so saturated. And same thing like with fitness, man, it's become so saturated. But what's cool and what like what I think Mark is capitalizing on is that his fitness is going into finance, going into business running and operation, and now he's getting paid more per view. And I think he's picking up more people that way because now he's got a lot of different genres covered after he's established his fitness. And I think that's where our industry would have capitalized so much, especially myself from John Meadows, if he would have just, you know, if, you know, God, God would have just let him live, then I think people would be a lot more open to his messages and maybe apply those things that he says 100%. I mean, that, that's, it's a very, very interesting channel. And um, it, yeah, and, and that Graham guy does a great job of uh, editing videos and also asking questions, I guess. But I do like how they um, get into the dollars of it. I think that you don't need to be so transparent in your life on everything, but I think some things where it gives people um, an idea of like what's realistic and what's not, I think that's a great idea because there's too so, many people out there that are like, I'm going to become an online coach. I'm going to make hundreds of dollars and millions of dollars. Like, yeah. Nah. Yeah. So if you like that, he has a recent video he did with Dave Ramsey where he, w he goes over <laughs> uh, entire portfolio. 
Yeah. Yeah. He goes over his entire portfolio. So he started in real estate and then his YouTube blew up. And now his YouTube is his, pretty much his main source of revenue. But he goes which over is, all that. Which is funny because um, my wife hates Dave Ramsey. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, um, her name will not be said for legal reasons, but um, he's part of a compliance in, in a financial industry. And um, apparently he's like not able to say specific things because uh, he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have specific, he doesn't have these theories, uh, which are certifications to be able to, to give this information out. And, nor can you, nor on public platform, if you are a financial advisor or something, you cannot say specific words, but that's what she does. So she has to listen to this guy's podcast and is like, uh, you have to, you, you can't upload this. You have to like delete this because you can't say this. <laughs> and it, uh, somehow Dave Ramsey like tiptoes around things and she's just, I like his principles. I like his principles because I don't, I don't use credit cards, but, um, but I, it's just funny. It's, uh, he's a very interesting guy speaking about Dave Ramsey. Uh, my dad bought that, that board game of his, the rat race. Is that what it was? Oh, I didn't even know. So I don't know. Really maybe, maybe that's Rich Dad Poor Dad. No, I take that back. That's Rich Dad Poor Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Because, yeah, I knew about that game. Yeah. And and my idea was, Dad, why don't we buy the game? We photo laminate everything. Like, we take pictures, laminate it. We, we just take photos, right? And then return the game. And now we make our money back and we profit. <laughs> and my dad was like, uh, <laughs> he's like, that's illegal. He's like, that's morally wrong. Yeah, like, there's a thing called <laughs> ethics. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're not going to sell it. He's like, yeah, that's illegal, but we're talking about moral. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. funny. But yeah, he goes over all that stuff with him. He looked up to him a lot. So he, like, Graham really mm-hmm. likes Dave Ramsey. Yeah. The people that I follow more, which there are some that kind of fall into a couple of his principles more, but I like the idea of real estate and leverage and he's kind of he seems to not like leverage at all even on his real estate which yeah. they both talk about yeah that's what um that's what we're getting into right now so since i'm like fourth fifth generation real realtors so yeah it's a, it's a scary industry though especially right now but um i'm not an expert on that so i'm not gonna i'm gonna stay in my lane <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, there's a lot of people that would benefit from taking that approach because so many people talk about so many things that are like, yeah, not even remotely right. Yeah, um, which is really weird, right? So, man, I'm like off on a bunch of tangents. I'm sorry this is a, um episode of nothing but randomness. But um, it will have a good title. It will. Um, but uh, I thought Nick Walker bought a house. Yeah. I'm in not... Tampa. But he said that he rents it. Or he, like he's, he has a lease. Like on the on the very, very last podcast, I think, because he said that he was going to, once his rent, his lease is up, he's moving to, he's possibly moving down to near Stewart. I don't know. Oh, I was under the impression he bought it. I know. That's what I thought, right? But in the, so maybe he said something wrong. I don't know. But it's very, very weird. Um, 
I don't know. It, it makes me like whenever you like people say stuff and I'm like, do they know the term what they're saying or do they just flip up? I mean, I don't know. But I don't yeah, know what happened. I, to did you see him? Um, the podcast hasn't came out with Flex Lewis yet, but. Oh, no, yeah. Um, yeah I, know, I know you're not part of the circle. You're not cool um, like all the other cool guys on the circle. But um, Flex was like, he's like, oh, we just got through with the podcast with Nick. And uh, yeah, he's like, you guys are going to really love it. Uh, I guess he cried during it. So I'm assuming uh, Nick goes into his childhood um, stuff, which Flex just makes everyone cry. Yeah, <laughs> he made the giant cry. Now he's making Nick cry. Just the yeah. big people. I think it's I think it's kind of funny that um a lot of uh, a lot of bodybuilders they you know they have some very serious things that happen to them, um, and then they find bodybuilding somewhat uh, um like a meditation or a healing. So yeah, I could I could attest to that one. Yeah, but but. How do you think Nick Walker is looking? Like a Belgium off. Like that's He's him in the dragon's layer. Yeah, that's we're seven weeks out. What is this? Uh, it doesn't give it. We're getting out. close. I yeah, I think we're definitely over five. I think under eight. I would have to. Yeah. I haven't paid too much attention. I mean, I really, really, really wish he would go see my friend and get this, these legs done, these um, vascular, the, the um, uh, DVT surgery. How long is the recovery time on something like that? I don't know. I can hook him up. If someone would share this video with Nick Walker and tell them, hey, Toward the end of the video <laughs> get about an hour into the video i have someone for you and she's very very good she's the general vascular surgeon she can help with varicose veins and she can do a very very good job um yeah because this side this side he doesn't have it right it's just he would your eyes get drawn to the calves he has such gnarly calves but they're hidden and it's hard to look past that when you're a spectator. I know that it's not that big of an issue. Uh, I think Fuad and them were talking about this, and also Nick Trigilli were talking about this, uh, about Rami's quad, about how it has like that little lump or like indention. Indent. Yeah. Yeah. It like concaves in. And, um, uh, you know, variety of different reasons could cause it right anyways there's when it comes down to that so if you have rami and his and his concave concavity of quads hunter his little pec hair that little bump and then nick and his varicose veins i would disagree with who adam and i agree with ian that these little things they start to matter when they're so they're so close up there, you know. Um, because again, everyone's assuming. Again, I hate the 
I hate how everyone's like, assume they're coming in 100%. Well, obviously no one's coming in 100%. Like, let's just say that. Like, let's just say everyone's coming in 95%, right? Assuming 95%, like, what is, like, what's the one thing that's going to, I guess, draw your attention away the most? Um, that Because you want to put Mr. Olympia up to the public. And varicose veins that bad, unfortunately, to the public, looks like a higher health risk. And so I don't think it's helping him when it comes to being a Mr. Olympia ambassador for the public. I think that's for Jay Cutler. He's very, very pretty. I really, I don't remember any type of like outside appearances that make him look like a health risk besides obviously being massive uh, but uh and hunter his tight pair and i would i so if all three of them were together i would pick hunter like let's say that they're all even all 95 percent. i think hunter's little little uh, retraction of his muscle is less of a concern to me as a as a spectator i'm I not going to put myself as a judge but as a in the public eye I look at his physique as just being overall prettier because Rami's quads, they are to the public. I don't know if they pick it up, but to like, let's say the medical field public, <clears throat> I would be like, okay, there's something, something wrong with those quads. Whereas Nick's obviously have a nice silhouette and a flow. You got a mailbox? You got mail? Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so it's crazy. Like he's talking, he might be fifteen to twenty pounds heavier this year on the, at the Olympia than he was last year. Walker, yeah, because I think he was two forty five last year on the Olympia stage, like two forty eight or two forty nine at the Arnold. So you, you think so he's two seventy five right now? I mean, what you think he's going to be at two sixty though? That's I think that's where he was uh, thinking. Yeah, he looks but he just switched back to Matt, so we'll see. <laughs> Man, um, yeah, Matt has a magic potion. Um, yeah, I mean, you're looking at him. He's at, he's he's not. Uh, he's he's at, he's he is. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's outlined, but he's not etched in yet, right? Um, it looks like he's on track for yeah. How far? There's definitely like that nice outline to him. The shadow, like the shadows from the downlighting, really, really help. But again, man, they're all coming in at ninety percent. Once his striations in his chest come in, so like whatever he does that front double, uh, maybe the maybe the lights just blurring it out. But the one thing that's going to be hard, Rami's lower back is like already in. <laughs> Have you you seen that back, dude? That's Rami's looking the best he's ever looked. I think this year. Yeah. I mean, he is freaking crazy looking. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him look this like conditioned this far up. Like nah. he, he looked crazy, which really does tell you like he is. Um, he's actually going to the gym right now, so that that tells you that what a couple of years ago he was obviously having some sort of. Last year, he wasn't in the gym until like prep time, which is yeah. insane. So you gotta think of his stress levels, right? So like his um 
this is a video. So, I mean, he's, yeah. he's got to be – last year, obviously not at the gym, stressed and not able to work out. I'm assuming family issues or contractual issues. Freaking nutty, dude. Like, look at that back. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nick. Like, <laughs> just a uh, freak, man. Like, how do you... He's just so big. How? Like, how? I I really... I don't understand that, dude. Like... Just look how crazy the shoulders are, too. And like, he's known for his lower body, but his upper body looks ridiculous. Yeah, because last year, pre-judging, he was super watery. Makes um, upper body and, in the front double, I think, wins. Uh, but that front lat and the rear lat from Rami is insane. And his um his abs are coming in really, really nice too. So hopefully he doesn't um hopefully Chad Chad's doing his diet. Yeah. Yeah. Since Chad's worked with him, he's been winning everything. He did they had a couple months before the Arnold that one year. So he yeah. didn't win that, but Olympia and Olympia just on a roll. Um Hunter. I don't I, think Hunter I mean, translates well on camera. Like, I think both of the, these other two look more impressive in pictures, but then you see them next to each other and you're like, oh, like he can absolutely hang. Yeah. But I don't think yeah, he looks um, as good on camera. Nah, his, his most muscular up front I mean, him, him and Brandon, him, Brandon, and Steve Kuklo, super, super nice silhouette. Like I, I, I love it. Um, when it comes to like just, um, my favorite bodybuilder was John Rogan when he was in shape, not not off season John, but stage presence wise, John Rogan, I liked him better than Cedric. Cedric, trap and neck were just like too dominant for his upper body. Um, but Sean Roden to me was like my favorite. Um, and so Hunter, Hunter, his like just this little shot right here, I really like, especially when he starts to like get really, really lean. But again, man, he's like he retains so much water and he's 284 though. So he's heavier than than uh, Nick, but he's also taller than Nick, though, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's taller. So he can stand next to Rami and hold his own. Um, but uh, it, 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 I, I don't know, like, it worries me to where if you're a competitor and you're like, man, <clears throat> I, I know, I'm pretty sure Hunter probably doesn't even go on, on uh, social media that much. I'm assuming. Um, I have no idea. He seems like the type of guy that's just like, hey guys, I'm here eating my blended cereal again and I'm going to go train and go to sleep. See you guys at the Olympia. You know, I think he's like, he's in his own little world, which is nice for him because he can like focus. But uh, I just don't see him like even caring about the competition. And I think he's like, uh, I, because then uh, again, I'm, I'm very curious as to like what, like if Ben Chow's freaking out or not. Because I know he's on social media. He's freaking watching the other people. And he's like, great, man. 
like how are these guys so peeled why is why is hunter holding so much water and i and i almost wonder um i almost wonder like his digestive system is so so sensitive and I, and I think that's why he does the whole liquid diet stuff. Real quick, before we move on, you should pull up yeah. Samson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude. Um, I was trying to get my, um, dang. I was trying to get my cousin on here, too. But he finally responded back. <laughs> really deep. Um, I my think cousin, Samson can be a planner. He does what? He has natural uh, men's physique. Uh, he, I think he just started. I don't know. I haven't really seen him in like, I think I've seen him once in like 10 years. Uh, Samson's also, he worries me though. Um, because it's such fresh muscle and it's pretty muscle. I don't. Dude, his quads. Like, he. He, I don't know if he needs another year to like stay big, you know what I mean, and like get that denser look. Because to me, it looks like it looks like um, uh, it looks like Brandon's muscle, right? How Brandon's it's like bubbly, it's very nice, pretty, but it's not like that hard, dense look. And I know there's this whole like you know, white, white person, gnarly, um, muscle. Yeah, Caucasian Drive, which is like black people have this nice bubbly look. But I don't know, man. I mean, I see something like like in person, it translates totally different. Again, like like you've seen it over at uh, the Tampa Pro, like their muscle is dense, 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 right? And um, like Keon Pearson, like he, he's freaking, he's a dense dude. And um, I, I I don't know if his muscle has has had the time to actually get that density because he's working with Milos and Milos is known to like ramp up the insulin. And I don't know if that's just a lot of water holding into his like nice bubbly muscle. And it, I don't know, because it's like whenever Brandon dies, what does he lose first? He loses his legs and he, and he always has, like even, even as when he was younger. But what would Samson lose his back? Cause he never loses his legs stay huge. Even when he's been peeled. His back well, was his main critique. My my fear for him um, is that he would start to go pretty flat pretty fast. And I don't know, like, what that would do on his, like, mentality. You know what I mean? So, like, like I don't know. This is going to be very common for people who are either just in this lifestyle now or who are competing. But if you have fresh muscle and you start to go flat or, like, you start to lose that pump um, and you really enjoy that, that full look, it plays like a mental a mental game on you right so it's like you have like a you almost like a depressed feeling like you have like your like your dopamine receptors kind of get like a little overwired a little bit more like adrenaline and your adrenal starts to pump a little bit more and then you might not retain sodium and water that the same amount that you were when you're calm and ready and I don't want to see that happen to him, you know, like what James Hahn said, right? Like his other Olympia, like he was like awesome, but then he came on stage and he just like was flat, flat. He wasn't fat. I mean, he didn't lose muscle. He was just flat. Like, you know? I don't want that to happen. He, to he would make arguments that he lost muscle, but I don't know. I think Samson's oh, retaining yeah. a lot of muscle 
and getting leaner right now. Like, obviously, he's not show ready yet, but like, yeah, I feel like he's retaining a lot of the size that he appears to have put on, at least up to this point. Yeah, yeah and he, but it's so new. Like, look at the amount of weight he put on. Like, physiologically, that sarcoplasmic fiber has not like set in yet. Like, I, I mean, unless he's doing like, unless they found some way to like, like uh, reduce myostatin. <laughs> like, like I, I don't I don't know um, because Regan's even taking the time off and I think that's very very smart Regan's another like pretty pretty bodybuilder and he's, and he's bubbly for a white guy which is weird um, his but, back is if he loses insane. something man I hope it's not his legs like I don't think I don't think his, he could lose his legs his, his, his back... arms his arms could get a little his arms could get a little smaller. Like I, I'm always jealous of dudes with big arms, but his arms, like his triceps, <laughs> I mean, it's so cartoonish. It like makes his rear delts look so small on him. It's like he's 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 like he has someone else's rear delts on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really weird looking. Like, but in person, I bet he's like freaking like I can't even imagine his arm size. Well, everyone in person, like Fua, Nick, everyone's like Samson in person is maybe the most ridiculous person they've ever seen. Yeah, because I mean Quentin, um, he was pretty big too, man. His arms compared to everything else. So, yeah, man, Samson. Yeah, he wasn't. Samson wasn't at Tampa. I was kind of no, but Ian was, and his triceps looked crazy too. Dude, when Ian was walking, dude, what, you were you were in the bathroom when Ian walked through that door, and this, next to Melissa, I was like, "Who is that tiny girl next to that?" Oh, that's Melissa. I'm like, he he had to like literally move sideways to get through that double door. I'm like, bro, <laughs> yeah, like like that is a he, he looked like the Photoshop Joey's pole. That's what he looked like. Like it was crazy. I just remember seeing him in his his short shirt from the back and just his long head just like <laughs> triceps and like and uh and Antoine was Antoine was very big too. I didn't know he was like so big. He's freaking huge. It was cool when you got Terrence to sign your thing and you recognized me. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. Like, yeah I'm excited for Terrence. Cool. Um he's looking he's great nice too because it he's had stuff come up the last like two or three shows like before like whatever last Olympia he had a surgery right before the Arnold uh, Meadows died like he's had a lot of yeah. things like this is like the first year where he's going in and nothing has been limited in training like he's not recovering from because he had his gyno surgery like before the last Olympia so like yeah. there's a lot of cool things going on oh, he got engaged oh yeah to like a super wellness chick it's yeah, cute like um, super duper wellness. You, I don't know if you can see in her in your pictures on that, but just as an impressive as he is. I don't look at any other women besides my wife. Understood. That's, That's what you should say on social media. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I literally no. have this weird um, thing about looking at girls in the gym. I'm like, I look at them and I look at their shoes. And then I look who they are. And then I'm like, if they're wearing a skimpy outfit, I'm like, I'd be pissed off if my daughter was wearing that. <laughs> and I don't even have a daughter. 
<laughs> I have no idea why my brain goes there. Um, but he looks so good his, right now. That's his current? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like he's ahead of the game. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, at Tampa, man, the, yeah, one of the, the first so night, big. or the first day, when did we go there? One of the days he was wearing a bigger shirt and it made him look bigger. Like he was wearing the oversized tee. And then he came in and I was like, okay. But like he's he's still big for his size. I mean, he's, he's like what? Four, two? <laughs> like five foot. Not that short. But yeah. <laughs> like five foot four. No, he, like, he's dude, very dude. impressive. Yeah. And not many people are talking about him being the one to knock off Chris. Everyone's talking about like Urs and these guys. I'm like, mm-hmm. like Terrence is pushing him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's getting dark in here. Anyways, my, uh, I think that's about it. We've been on here for long enough. Um, yeah, we can wrap up and I can go eat my meal. Yeah. And then the next time, hopefully, um, we'll have uh, the special guest. Mystery guest. Not, the mystery guest, or we'll have my, uh, my cousin on here and talk to him. All right. Sounds Thank good. Thank you, dude. Talk to you later. Right. Anytime.